Welcome everybody to the Extra Credit Show. I am Anselmo Moreno. And I'm Richard David. And we are back again with another podcast this week to help everybody master your credit score and get the extra credit that you guys deserve. And this week's topic is gonna be just about that. By the way, good morning, Richard, how are you? I'm doing pretty well, and yourself? Doing well as well. Um, <laughs> and so this week, guys, we wanna talk to you guys about how to maximize your credit score so you don't leave any points on the table. It's a saying that I say a lot to my clients, You know, this is how you do this and that so that you don't leave any points on the table. And what we mean by leaving points on the table is just, running your credit or applying for credit when your credit score is not optimized, right? You know, like just understanding that timing is very important for, for credit scoring and, and the way that the credit scoring world works. So have you, do you ever tell your clients something like that? All the time. Um, you know, a, a lot of times consumers will come to me because they're in the middle of a transaction, you know, real estate mostly. And, you know, they need their score to be raised quickly because their escrow is going to close in two, three weeks. And when they look at their credit report, I, I notice that, you know, there's balances on the credit cards, sometimes even high balances. Why not just, you know, pay them down and optimize your credit score? Probably because they don't listen to the show. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's really, um, I think that the understanding the way that credit scoring works, it helps you maximize your credit score when it matters, right? Oh, so yes. I, I think that's the, the takeaway here is that timing is everything when it comes to credit scoring. Understanding that timing when you go apply for a big purchase, a big loan, and they're gonna check your credit report, it's just a snapshot of exactly. what your credit report looks that that moment you in time. You took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly what it is. It's a snapshot, it's a picture of what your credit looks like at that particular moment. So if that at that particular moment you have collections or balances or anything that could affect you, you know, the score is going to be there uh, and you you want to make sure that when you go take that picture you look your best, don't you? Yeah, that's a very good way of saying it, you know. Um, that's actually why credit repair works so well is because they'll take one snapshot of your credit and you have collections, late payments, high balances, um, and then credit repair does its thing and then they look at it again and now it looks beautiful, right? That's, that's technically why credit repair works is because they don't keep, a his, they don't look at a historical view of what your credit report looked like six months ago or right. a year ago or even last month. Whenever they do a new pool for, you know, credit worthiness assessment, they just look at what it looks like right now. Yes, sir. And what I often mean by my client, you're leaving points on the table is, well, you just happen to apply for credit when your credit cards were maxed out or you had a high balance and that's costing you 40 points, right? So should you have ran your credit when your balances were lower, you would have been 40 points higher than you clocked in at in this particular given moment in time. Mm -hmm. And so understanding that helps you maximize your credit score so you don't leave points on the table. A very good example, like you mentioned, is the, the client that's trying to apply for a real estate loan. Uh, they literally go apply for the loan um, maybe perhaps without checking their credit first, right? That is a common mistake. And so, th like, they literally couldn't, they, they'll have things on the credit report they didn't know they had, like a collection. What if you, you apply for a loan and you have a collection on the report that you didn't know was there, it's a newer collection, and should you have sp spotted the collection beforehand, maybe you would have done something about it before you applied for the mortgage and clocked in at a higher score. I mean, we've talked a ton about 
what differences you can get in finance terms based on your score, right? So you can literally cost yourself money by making these types of mistakes. I mean, it's it's pretty easy. The higher the score, the better interest rate you're going to have, which means the the more money you're going to have to do for other things. You're, it's just going to it's just going to be better and more beneficial to you. So why not do it? Why not optimize your credit? Well, and hopefully through this episode, we'll talk about maybe some few simple steps that you guys can take to make sure that every time you run your credit, you don't leave any points on the table. And it all requires planning, right? Just, I mean, just listening to the show means that you're already planning to just master your credit score, understanding the game, right? It's just, that's really what it's all about. If you understand the rules of the game, you're able to play the game correctly. And so uh, a common mistake that people make is they, they, they don't check their credit before applying for credit. So we talked about that. But specifically, when you're checking your credit, what are you looking for? Well, let's backtrack that just a little bit. The first thing you want to know is when you, if you're going to check your credit, which you should, you do it the right way. Don't go to a lender, place an inquiry right. just to get your credit yeah. checked. Okay. What you want to do is you want to go you know, to one of the places that will do what's known as a soft hit, a soft inquiry like... Credit Karma, annualcreditreport.com, you know, freecreditreport.com, whatever it is, something that'll only do a soft hit so you can check what your credit report looks like right then and there. Okay. And once you check your credit, you want to start looking for anything that could be uh, deemed as derogatory 30 day late payments, charge offs, collections, you know, if there's any judgments, whatever, you're looking for anything that looks derogatory so you can make a plan as to how you're going to start uh, cleaning it up, if you will. And let's let's let me clarify another point, too, because when we say checking your credit, we literally mean looking at a full version of the report. A lot yes. of people will say, well, I saw my credit score on my credit card statement and it was, <laughs> you know, it was good. So that's that's not checking your credit now. Right. Checking your credit is literally looking at the report and looking for things. And and I, I kind of want to take it a little bit of, of an advanced look because this is our 30th episode. Right? Wow. So if you've been listening to our episodes, you hopefully have a much higher understanding of the credit. We have that much to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> you have a much higher understanding of the credit scoring game. So we're not I don't I don't want to I want to more focus it on if you've already looked if you've already made a credit repair plan and you already just have good credit, your mm. credit is in good shape. What are you looking for to maximize the score? Okay. Right. Not okay. looking for the collections, because at this point, the collections should not be there anymore. OK. So you want to look at a lot of things. First of all, if you have a lot of inquiries, stop running your credit, okay? If you have a lot of inquiries, you you know, even though it's such a menial part of your credit report, the last thing you want to do is place another inquiry on there for various reasons. One, the most obvious, it'll drop your score a few points. But two, if you're placing new inquiries, that means that you're opening up accounts constantly. And if you're opening accounts constantly what you're doing is you're lowering the average age of your accounts that is one of the biggest factors on how your score is graded and how you can optimize your score keeping your history long the average age of your accounts long and if you're constantly opening up accounts you're constantly shrinking it right absolutely and so if you're getting if you're going to get ready for a, a purchase you want to make sure large purchase small purchase you just you just want to make sure that when they run the credit they run it once right exactly that's why you don't want to add 
you know, run it three different times for you to get three different inquiries. It's just important to understand that you want them to run it once. And and if you have great credit, that's the way that it'll happen. But realistically, the, the, the what you want to also be looking for on the credit report is what balances are showing on your credit cards. Exactly. You know, that's the biggest influence and one of the biggest movers of your credit score. It's actually 30% of your credit scoring. It's about 30%, yes. And how it's calculated. So you're... You know, you you can leave potentially a lot of points on the table if the if the balances are wrong. But the reason why we want you to look at the report is because you, as a astute extra credit show listener, paid down your credit cards, but maybe you paid them off last week and they haven't been updated yet. That's, and that's very the timing common. mistake that is made, right? We just timed it wrong. You understood that having low balances on your credit uh, cards are going to improve your score, but timing is the second most important factor of that. Is that you sometimes have to wait a full 30 days before the credit report updates the new balances. And you're not going to get those extra points until those balances are actually reflecting on the credit report. Every creditor, bank, whatever, they report to the credit bureaus uh, certain days of the month. And if you just missed that cutoff date, it may be another 30 days before those low balances even reflect. So don't go paying off your credit cards and then go apply for uh, a new line of credit next week because as as just stated it might not show up yet it might not reflect that the balance is zero and the way that you know that the balance has updated is simply by checking your credit report before you go right that's why that's why a tool like credit karma credit monitoring system like credit karma um, will allow you to take a look at the balances on the credit cards and see if they're already reporting the way that you want them to report if you paid it down but credit karma still has a balance on there um, then you Chan- know that it has not updated yet and you need to wait. Chances are the lender is going to see the same thing you are. It, so, you know, and timing it correctly allows you to have those extra points technically that are already yours. You just need to time it correctly so that you get them uh, when you absolutely need them, which is when they're actually checking your credit for for credit worthiness. When you turn in your homework to your teacher, she doesn't give you a grade on the spot. It takes time for her to grade it and then give you the results back. Yeah, and that's really the way that the credit scoring system works. Now, sometimes, uh, and some creditors will update faster than others. Um, like Richard said, they'll update at different intervals during the month. So if you paid down three credit cards, they might update on three different days, mm-hmm. right? So one might update within a week, one might be within the next two weeks. And so it's important to understand the timing aspect of of paying down your credit card balances. Now, credit card balances are one way to improve your credit score quickly. Mm-hmm. If you're carrying a balance and then you pay them down or pay them off, that can potentially move your score significantly depending on how much credit you're 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 taking on. Um, but I think that we want we've talked about this before, but I just want to say it again in case you you um, this is maybe the first episode that you're listening or whatever the case may be. What is the optimal number to bring your credit card balances down to? Zero, a big fat zero. So no credit card debt. No credit card debt. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't use your credit cards. Obviously you wanna maintain them open because maintaining them open is also a big part of your credit score. But it just means that if you're gonna use them for any purpose, mostly for rewards, that's what they really should be used for, is pay them off. And don't wait till the billing cycle ends either because if you wait till the billing cycle, you know, it's gonna show up on your credit report and you're gonna pay interest on that money. Pay it down as soon as you can. You know, you go buy whatever you want. Go buy gas, go buy groceries, go do what you do normally do. And then in two weeks, pay it down to zero so that at the end of the month, 
it will show a zero balance and your score will be optimized. And specifically for when you go apply for credit, you want to make sure that you pay down your credit cards to zero if you can, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people pay them down to 50% or 30% or 20%, whatever number that they've heard or they've been advised to, the number is zero. Do you know where that myth comes from too? I have no idea. So, you know, a lot of lenders will like people to have what's known as active credit, you know, because there's supposedly, you know, the banks want to see active credit. They want to know that you've been out there and you can handle payments. And, you know, they tell their consumers to leave it down to 35% so that you can show activity on your credit report. So the bank doesn't think you're just some sort of ghost. But, you know, that in itself is flawed because there can be activity on your credit report without having a balance. Yeah, it's just not the way it works. You it's know? not it's the like, way it works. When you think about where the advice comes from, th that's not the way it works. They're, they're not looking for you to have activity on your credit cards. That's not the, the way the system is designed. So no. um, myths come from all kinds of places. We see them all the time and we try to debunk them, but they keep, they'll never go away. And, and simply, uh, you know, hopefully we clarify those things for our listeners at the Extra Credit Show so that you guys understand credit scoring at a very high level. And so when you understand credit scoring at a very high level, you are able to maximize your score, whether it's for a given moment in time or you just have good credit all the time. And what I'm trying to say by that is we've, we've given the example before as to like, what if you have your credit cards maxed out all year long? Oh, right. All year long, they're all maxed out, but you never pay late. But you understand that if you pay them off, you're going to have the same credit score as the guy who's hasn't carried a balance all year long either. In the exact same scenario, you'll have the exact same credit score as long as both credit pools are ran when the balances are equal, uh, equally zero. And we've already mentioned that in this episode, uh, debt utilization is about 30% of your credit score. Even if the history is perfect, you know, school grade, what's 30% off? You know, that's a 70, that's a C minus. So yeah. even if you, even if you, made all your payments on time for the last 10 years, but your credit cards are all maxed out, you are not going to have a good score. So don't max out your credit cards. Don't leave the balances on there. Pay them off. Yeah. But, you know, again, to my point, if you do carry balances, right, and you 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 carry them all year, you're maxed out, 99% utilization, but you never missed a payment. And then all of a sudden you pay them off. You will have the exact same score as the other person who didn't carry a balance, mm -hmm. right? And and that's what we talk about timing, understanding mm -hmm. the timing element that the, the credit scoring system is not looking at a historical, what, what your credit report looked like 12 months ago or six months ago. It's only calculating what it's saying today, yeah, right? The picture, and, the snapshot. And so that's why if you understand that, you're able to play the game and to your benefit. Um, but, you know, it, it may go against traditional financial advice, and, and if you're carrying credit card balances, it's probably not a good thing, and it's a sign of financial distress, um, and, you know, carrying credit card balances. Or irresponsibility. Which will lead to financial distress. <laughs> um, or, you, you know, so it's just it's just a matter of understanding it, you know, so you can play the game correctly. If, you're, if, you, if all your credit limits are $100 and they're all maxed out and you're able to pay them off, you know, like, boom, no big deal, then that's not a problem at all, right? But if, you, if you're having problem paying down your credit card balances and you can't pay them off relatively quickly or on a moment's notice, if you're like, well, I'm going to go buy a car next week or next month, 
or I'm going to turn in my lease next month, I should bring down my balances, and you can't bring down those balances within that month, you probably have a problem. And you, you said something that brings up another point uh, for optimizing credit scores. You know, if you have a bunch of credit cards that are $100, you know, anytime you charge those cards, your debt ratio is just going to skyrocket because they're so such low limit credit cards. What you want to do is you want to make sure that if you do have credit cards, that you get them to high limits, not because you want to borrow more than $100, but because uh, optimizing your credit score requires you to have high limits so that if you ever do put a balance on your credit card, your credit card doesn't take a huge hit. Right. So yeah. don't don't have a bunch of $100 credit cards. And if you do, because you're just starting out, make all your payments on time. In a few months, you can ask for increases. Uh, you know, if you do have a $100 credit card and you charge 50 bucks on it. That's 50%. That's debt. 50%. It's exactly the same as having a $10,000 credit card and having $5,000 on it. It's still 50%. And that's the way that the system is designed to work. Not by numbers, not by dollar numbers, but by percentages. So every dollar that you that you have gets translated into a percentage. And then that's what calculates your credit score. So if anyone ever tells you you have too much credit, you need to understand that they may be telling you you have too much debt because there is no such thing as too much credit. Right. Nope. It's all subjective. We, you know, in the last 12 years that we've been helping people understand and navigate credit scores, we've seen the exact same problems, except some people have extra zeros at the end of their problems, right? Mm -hmm. Some people have $1,000 credit cards. Some people have $10,000 credit cards. And some people have $100,000 credit cards. It's, just, it's all relative to income, credit history, and, and all that. So again, guys, going back to the topic of maximizing your credit score so that you can not leave any points on the table, what is something else that the extra credit listener can do besides trying to time their credit card balances correctly in order to maximize their score? So another thing that can be done is for a consumer to know his creditor. Um, if you're looking into obtaining new credit, you might want to do some research and you might want to ask some questions like when you guys pull the inquiry, are you going to pull an inquiry from all three credit bureaus or just one? Also, if I do obtain credit through you, do you report to all three credit bureaus or just two of them or just one? Because if, you're, if you are going to be obtaining credit, you want to make sure that this credit that you are obtaining is going to benefit you universally, not just one credit bureau and then you know you have your scores completely different and that's that's something else that can be done by the consumer so that so that they know what's going on and, and optimize their credit score yeah we often use that trick in advising our clients on re-establishing their credit if we understand that they have a higher bureau what higher credit score at one bureau over another in our credit building plan we will send them to a bank that will use their highest score you know, instead of using a, just a random bank that could potentially pull their lowest score. Um, and it's just, it's part of the game. Like, um, I very rarely see credit scores be the same at the different bureaus for the same consumer, yeah. right? It's a, it's a really rare thing. There's a number of factors that go into that, but most of the time the numbers are going to be slightly different. On a normal case, they'll be slightly different. On, on, mo on a lot of the cases, on a credit rebuilding case, the numbers at a credit bureau um, can vary significantly, and we want to use that at the for the client's advantage. If they have one bureau that doesn't have a collection, that bureau is going to be higher than the others, and so we'll send them to rebuild or to obtain credit at that place because we know that they're going to get better terms, or we'll actually just get approved there as opposed to going somewhere else. So that's a strategy that we like to use 
And it's just knowing the creditor, right? If you're a victim of identity theft and you have your credit reports frozen, it's really important that you know who they're going to pull because you don't want to unlock all three bureaus when you can just unlock one, let them pull it, and then, you know, relock it and not and not and leave the other two bureaus alone. That is that's, correct. That's a really important tactic to use uh, when, and, and it's important to know that when understanding your, your creditors. But I think more importantly is going back to limiting the inquiries that hit the report. If you're going to, for example, if you're going to go to a car dealership and you're going to let them do the financing on it, they're going to run your credit everywhere, right? You're just going to get a they ton of inquiries. They do not care. And, and, you know, there's safety measures built within the FICO system that can ignore a lot of inquiries at once. But if you just happen to auto shop for more than two weeks, you know, all those inquiries can potentially build up and hurt you quite a bit. So that's something that is very important to know. If you know who if you like for example if you just go to your bank and get one inquiry it's going to be much more beneficial um and that's going to the astute credit consumer is going to do you know what i mean yeah one inquiry versus 10 which is very very common by the way i've seen even more i've seen i've seen one auto lender pull up to 15 in one day i thought that was outrageous so yeah. it's definitely wiser for you to go to your own uh, bank or credit union to get pre-approved and it's it's just about uh, understanding the credit scoring game understanding that you if you are in control of your own um financing you just get end up getting a better deal you don't have to do the deal that the dealership is trying to get you if you do your own deal and you 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 do a lot of things there you avoid multiple inquiries because your own bank is doing it um and you're able to basically shop with cash it's like going to the dealership and saying hey look i'm fully qualified for this car they don't got to do none of the work for you then you have a little bit more negotiating leverage there um so that's that's something that i think consumers should also be very well aware of uh but guys um i think the big takeaway for the show is understanding timing not leaving any points on the table you know what i mean that's that's it you time things correctly so that when they pull your credit your score is as high as it can be and the biggest mistake that is made is you guys or consumers run credit with balances on their credit cards, right? Well, uh, we I understand that you know when you want to check your credit because you want to know if you if you qualify for this loan or not, you know you get a little excited and you're going to go to the lender to see if you get pre-approved. But we're telling you that's the biggest mistake you can do. Do research on yourself first. Look at your credit report first. There are numerous tools out there anymore that will give you a free credit report or show you a fr uh, you know, free report with, although not necessarily FICO scores, with scores so that you can at least get an idea of what you look like and then you can you know, fix what needs to be fixed. And again, reiterating, if you look at the report on your own before you go apply for credit, you want to look at the credit card balances and are those balances reflecting correctly or do you have to wait and let it, let it update or do you need to bring them down then wait and let it update then go apply for a credit right <laughs> so you know there's a saying is is stay ready so you don't have to get ready and the way that a consumer will stay ready is never carrying a balance so technically if you pay off your credit cards every time every month you will stay ready you don't have to get ready but if you're a consumer that carries balances you will have to get ready um you know you won't be ready uh, you'll have to get ready and that could potentially be 30 days. And sometimes you can be missing out, right? If you come across a, an awesome deal on a car or an awesome deal on a house and you can't get it because you have to get ready because you're carrying balances, you could potentially miss out on something. The 4th of July deals or whatever. 
you know, those those come and go. Those, those come and go. But um, it, it's just important to understand that that's the way it works. Um, and, and I think that most of the time when I see a credit report and the consumer is complaining about a low credit score, the very first thing is pay your credit cards off. You'll have a bunch of more points if you pay those credit cards off. So I, I think that's the big takeaway for, for today, guys, is understanding timing, understanding how many points you leave on the table by carrying credit card balances. You know, And this is for you guys that have already quote unquote, fixed your credit that have already addressed the negative <laughs> items on the credit report and your, your credit score is already good. But by carrying balances, you're leaving points on the table, you know. And of course, if you're beginning your credit repair journey and there are collections on the credit report, you definitely don't want to be applying for credit if that's the case. If you need assistance, give Anselmo or Richard a call at the Extra Credit Show. We, we can guide you on how to you know, restore your credit, or you can call us if you don't have the time and the patience to do it yourself. Absolutely. And we have uh, many episodes now uh, released on exactly how to handle collections. If you mm -hmm. have collections and how to how to build or rebuild your credit history is one of our most higher performing episodes. And it was actually one of our earlier episodes. So if you haven't listened to that episode and you're interested in learning how to build or rebuild your credit history, you can go back and listen to that show where we talk in depth about rebuilding uh, your credit history and, and, and you know, strategies for that. Um, guys, that's it for this week's show. You got anything else, Rich? Um, off topic, uh, going back to, the, to, to what you said on our early episode, if you come across anybody else who tells you that you should never pay a collection uh, because all they do is want to get your money, stop listening to that man. <laughs> Listen to the Extra Credit Show. We're going to tell you how things really work. We were ex-debt collectors ourselves, so we know the industry from the inside out, and we know how things work. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that people look for like positive affirmation for what they're thinking. Yes. And so if you don't want to pay a debt collector and then you find advice that tells you never pay a debt collector, <laughs> you're likely to want to go click on that and listen to it because it's going to affirm what you're already wanting to believe. It's not the case, you know. I mean, sometimes you don't pay debt collectors. Sometimes you have to pay debt collectors. Sometimes they force you to pay by garnishing your wages. And that can happen if you decide to ignore them and you don't understand the way that works. So um, the, we're going to be talking about debt collectors again probably in the future. Mm -hmm. um, but, guys, this is the type of advice that we want to bring to you guys. want to make sure that you are an informed consumer I want to make sure that you understand the credit game. I mean, you're obviously already making an attempt to understand it at a higher level by listening to the show. We're very proud of the show. We're very proud of the content that we give on the show simply because we've seen how bad some of the other content is that's out there. Um, Se Section 609. That's why we're doing this show, uh, because it's just some of the stuff out there is very bad and it's, it's actually very misleading to consumers. Uh, so keep on listening. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you follow us on our social media at The Extra Credit Show on Instagram and on Facebook. And if you want to watch the videos, they are on YouTube. Guys, I am Anselmo Moreno. I'm Richard David. We'll see you guys next time. Actually, hold on. Let's backtrack that. The Extra Credit Task of the Week is check your credit reports. If there are any balances on your credit cards, pay them down. Then review your credit report after it updates. See what difference it makes. See how many points you were leaving on the table. Absolutely. That's a great extra credit task. Guys, we'll see you guys next time.